Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Go to the Hodges Glass Little Rock Glass Hotline, the pride of Amagon. thing John Brummett and I have in common. We both like him. He left with a popularity rate, one of the highest of all yes. time as governor. And this is his favorite Eagles song. Ah, that's right. Governor Mike Beebe. What's up, Governor? Let's say, let's say Tommy, how are the guys? Hey, I'm, Governor, how are you? I'm good. Hadn't you heard all right, from, Davey? Uh, good to hear from you. Thank you. I went and dug up the Eagles song for you. I know that... Uh, I, when I text you that day, and you text me back immediately with Randy Meiser, and I said, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, you know, the, the deal is that uh, you remember uh, somebody that you all thought a lot of and I loved was uh, Matt DeCampel. Yes. Who we lost, uh, you know, a year ago. Too Way too young with right. cancer. But yeah. uh, uh, he, was, uh, he was my music guru, you know. Uh, he knew things that... Uh, I don't know how the heck he knew some of the minutia that he knew, but uh, you know he told me Meisner was the only one that could sing uh, "Take It to the Limit," and he was absolutely right. Uh, you know, one of those two trips that the Eagles made to uh, uh, Little Rock, uh, the they tried to sing uh, that song without Meisner, and it was the only song they sang in the whole concert that was awful. <laughs> Who have they got to try to replace him? Jackson Brown. You know, I don't know. They, they, Timothy B. Schmidt was who they hired oh. to play the bass and to replace him, but he never tried now, to sing that song. Yeah. They, they had Glenn Fry singing it at that concert, and uh, you know, this, you know, that's like, that's like asking, uh, I don't know, somebody to sing yeah. an Elvis song that doesn't sound like Elvis. <laughs> well, speaking of which, if y'all will recall, he appeared at every single Christmas karaoke. Yes, he did. Yeah. You set, a, you set a standard. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you want to look one of those up, RJ, we'll play it for him going out. Oh, he wrote his own songs. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. Who else was doing that? What, what, what was the one? Amarillo by Morning? Yeah, yeah but it was, uh, it was uh, Amag- Amagon, Amagon by Morning. Amagon by Morning? <laughs> no. No, it was Little Rock. Little Rock, Little Rock. from Amagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're in song two, by the way, need to say. Uh, real briefly, Governor, that you did a wonderful job at the memorial for Tom Schick. And, uh, you know, Tommy, you know, I'm sure, Governor, you'd agree, you know, over your travels over the years, all in your career, you've had a chance to meet really unique people. That was a guy who started his business out of his garage and became one of the biggest steel men in the country who helped build Jerry Jones' stadium. And uh, what a gregarious, you know, tough guy that, like you said, he had a big heart, a lot like Tommy does. He's got this gruff, gruff outside, but uh, really softy on the inside. But I thought you did a great job, and it was a great memorial for him. Thanks, David. And, and, you know, I hadn't thought of it until you just said it, but uh, he was a lot like Tommy. That, that, that old grizzly bear outside, koala bear inside. When I will, first was, was uh, diagnosed with myasthenia gravis, I thought I had ALS. Right. And I was taking a long drive, and I was at Damascus, and the phone rings in my car, and I pick it up, and I see BB. Right. I said, wonder what he wants. And so I said, hello? He goes, how the hell are you? I said, ah. He goes, you're fine. You're going to be fine. There you go. He goes, you're going to make it through all this. You're good. You're good. I listen to you. You're so good. But I just want to call check on you. See how you're doing. How's Karen? And I was like, wow. 
Wow, the governor called me in Damascus, Arkansas, to see how I was doing. Do you remember the first time we met? Uh, I remember one of the first times I remember, but I'm not sure that's the first time we met. Uh, that was out when y'all were loading, when y'all were covering the, the guard loading up uh, uh, equipment to go to Iraq. Oh that, yeah, that yeah. was the second time. The first time you were AG, and we mm-hmm. we did a show from your office. I'll be dang, I forgot about that. Yeah, and uh, we played some little basketball game with your trash can. But that was, yeah. I, think I, I think I was, I I don't know if I was here yet or I was still, what year were you AG? From uh, 2003 to 2007. I think it was right before uh, I left Magic, we did a show from his office. and. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I knew you from Magic because I used to listen and then almost drive off in a ditch car. <laughs> oh, those were the good old days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they were. Uh, are you are you in Cersei? Is that where you're doing your quarantine at, uh, Governor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, quarantining on the golf course <laughs> every day. Uh, as, no, as every matter, day the weather lets you. Uh, that, that has not been frequent lately. Uh, as a matter of fact, I liked him more before I played golf with him. Because uh, we went to a certain golf course, and you remember who we, who we played with? No. Kevin Cronin. Huh? Uh, yeah, I do remember. REO Speedwagon. REO yeah, Speedwagon. Yeah, we were playing in Lotion with REO Speedwagon. And, uh, you know, they're great people. Uh, they're really, really good people. We got real close to them. Of course, I'm a big REO fan. Yeah. And so... Uh, I, and that's another Matt DeCampbell thing. Somehow he got all that stuff arranged uh, where uh, we met them the first time, uh, and then it kind of grew from there. We had them at the mansion a couple times. Uh, they didn't steal any knives like Roger tried. Oh, hey! You know what? I wasn't going to say anything, gubernatorial, your eminence, but to bring that up, to bring that up. Well, we, we were talking yesterday about how we were in this time we're in watching old TV shows, and I brought up that I watched Bullet, and we both agreed, uh, Steve McQueen, and we agreed on th- all three. Tell them who the three names were. The three coolest guys, uh, Steve McQueen, uh, Paul Newman, and the, the newest one that's trying to take their place is Matthew McConaughey. And I agree with him. Yeah. On all of them. Yeah, Paul Newman. I was like, but, cool. but, but of all of them, I, I thought Newman was was absolutely the coolest of all of them. But you know, McQueen's right. If they're one and one a, uh, your your favorite scene from McQueen was where? Uh, my no, I I think my favorite scene I talked to you. I about mean, I mean, uh, with Newman, Paul Newman. Yeah, it was from HUD. Yeah, man. That's a good movie. <laughs> you got listeners that never heard of HUD. Yeah. Never heard yeah, of they that. need to look it up right now on their Amazon Prime. Well, my favorite from Bush Cassidy was, and the Sundance Kid was uh, when they were going to jump. And uh, Reverend, <laughs> I, can't, I can't jump. I can't jump. He goes, what do you mean you can't jump? Because I can't swim. He goes, and um, uh, Newman starts laughing. He goes, swim? Hell, the fall's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a That's a great line. Great yeah. line. Yeah. Are you, do you find yourself... Uh, you and Ginger on during this time. Do you do you guys binge watch or watch movies? Uh, we were talking about how now we live in a day and age where you can get anything you want to. You can get old episodes, TV. You can get new movies, old movies. Do you guys do a lot of that uh, when you're you know shacking up? Oh, <laughs> shacking up! I love that. Yeah. No, uh, the 
I don't do as much binge washing. Ginger got me one of those Kindle things yep, uh, yep. a couple years ago, and I got hooked reading all kinds of books mm. on this Kindle thing. I mean, it, 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 you don't have to clog up uh, your library with all kinds of uh, hardcover books, and you don't have to run out to a store that's now closed to try to buy one. Uh, you just get on that Kindle thing, and you can just get just about any book you want. And uh, Ginger never sits down. So if she's, uh, we got a new puppy, and uh, so she's, if she's not cleaning up after that new puppy, she's ironing something or she's washing something. Yeah. Or she, you know, you know, how women are. They yeah. never sit down. Uh-huh. I, I don't know that she can watch a whole show through. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. You know, when you left office, you left with one of the highest approval ratings of all time. And uh, you sit back now and you look at Governor Asa Hutchinson, and uh, what do you think? Well, I, I think I've, it, been real, I've been real proud of you. Uh, I know that's strange coming from, you know, we ran against each other in 06, and uh, then uh, he's a different party. But uh, I've bragged on him uh, several times publicly and and we talk privately too uh you know he's been extremely pragmatic uh he's uh he's been a problem solver he's not he has not been one of those ideologues that some people were really afraid of uh he goes about trying to solve problems and now he's faced with a heck of a crisis he's doing a good job trying to manage that crisis uh he deserves our support uh, I give him my support. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way he's handling this stuff. And, uh, you know, governors often tend to rise to the occasion without regard to what party they're in. Yeah. And, uh, because they have, in fact, with the, I would argue, with the exception of JFK, the best presidents in my lifetime have been governors. Yeah. Yeah, and we've had a string of great governors. Yeah, there's no question, Tommy. And I was going to ask you that. That seemed to be. I heard a lot of the governors talking yesterday uh, on national TV, Governor, about the challenges now of trying to get these materials, needed materials, uh, from each state, and the states are bidding against one another. From from your experience, you know, talk talk about that. And is there a solution to that? Is this something we got to deal with? Is that something the president's going to have to step in, or what? Yeah, uh, when you put the, when you pit the states against each other, sometimes it's healthy and it's competitive. For example, economic development issues. We we fought other states, right, right. companies either to come here or to stay here. That's all healthy. But when you come to a crisis, uh, whether it's it's a widespread flood crisis, which affects a number of states at the same time, sometimes you get ice storm problems. Usually tornadoes are more specific, but then you get a pandemic like this that uh, that transcends boundaries. Uh, the federal government has to take the leadership. They have to be able to help all the states. They obviously sometimes they've got to prioritize, but they need to do it in a way that they don't pit one state against the other. And uh, all your governors are going to compete for their own people. Yeah, they're going to fight for their own state, and that's the way it should be. But sometimes that's counterproductive, uh, and and rather than pitting them against each other, sometimes the federal government has to step up, take a leadership role, and uh, and try to provide that parenting, if you will, uh, to make sure everybody's treated fairly. So you're working with Tyson now, right? I'm on Tyson's board, oh. uh, and you know, we, Tommy, you and I were talking about that. Uh, they have been declared, and, and it's some people might find it uh, strange, but they're one of those uh, national uh, 
uh, I've forgotten what the exact term is, but essential, basically it's an essential industry. And if you think about it, uh, they are an essential industry because they're providing, first of all, they're the largest meat producer in the country. Uh, people think it's all chicken, but uh, they're the largest beef and, and pork folks, too. And so uh, their people have to work. People in the plants have to be able to, to produce. And then uh, they have to be able to get that uh, product to uh, grocery stores. And uh, it's been in the paper, but you've seen a huge slowdown in what they call uh, the uh, service uh, part of the business. And uh, the restaurants, obviously schools uh, are closed, although there's still a lot of uh, meals being uh, provided for those school children uh, outside of school. But there's been a big shift into the grocery store, so that's the retail business. And uh, as a result of that, you're seeing grocery stores with empty shelves, so there's a huge need to make sure that those businesses that provide groceries to our people through the groceries, through the retail chains. Uh, operate and operate well, and, and Tyson's really stepped up in uh, uh, trying to do everything they can to, to get as much product out. And it's not just Arkansas, obviously, it's in all 50 states, so uh, and around the world for that matter. So uh, I'm very proud of the way they're the way they've responded. You know, I, I, I talked to some grocery folks, and they were telling me that some of the restaurants out there because they're shutting down they've got a lot of food that they don't need to go to waste so they're talking to grocery stores and things like that to see if they can relieve some of that take some of that meat and uh, uh and perishables uh, as well yeah the, the whole food service industry yeah uh has uh has basically uh, been reduced to virtually nothing because of the shutdown yeah and yeah. consequently i mean you got still got takeout and stuff interestingly the, the one uh, service industry or, or quick service restaurant uh, uh, chain that uh, that's really doing very well right now, the pizza business. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I no yeah. doubt, no yeah. doubt. Listen, Sport Clips has had to shut down a lot of salons. Is Ginger going to be putting a bowl on your head? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to get a haircut Thursday, and, I, and they called and said we just shut down. So. I asked Ginger if she uh, if she could cut it, and she just sneered. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'm so you know, I'm, I, I may look a whole lot like those guys back in the seventies next time. You see me, <laughs> Mike B, a Mike BB mullet. Go watch. Uh, uh, <laughs> go watch. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't. I was going to tell him to go watch yesterday. He looked like the guy. Oh yeah. I can't. You, you need to watch that. You and Ginger need to watch yesterday. If you've not Mike, seen you that. Seen you need to watch Great that. Great flip. And antiquity. Uh, Governor, it's been great to have you on the yes. air. You've always been a friend. You uh, helped me out several times, and I appreciate it, and you're a good, good friend. I like Mike. <laughs> Y'all are great guys, and thanks for continuing to try to people, uh, get people's spirits up. Thank you. I will do our best, and you're going to do it right now. The little uh, 2009 Governor Mike Beebe at Christmas Karaoke. See you later, Gov. Ah. All right. Little Rock by Morning. Up from Amagon, every job that I got is just the one I won. I don't make a lot, but my wife is hot. I ain't friends, but then who cares? Little Rock by morning, Little Rock, I'll be The pass from Florida 
got across the river from L.A. Found our leader, Tommy, somewhere along the way. When that moon is high in the Arkansas sky, I'll be jamming with the Thornhill's babes. Little Rock by morning. Man, that is that is so good. Yeah. That is so good. He took the time to do it. Yes, yeah. not just to and show up and kiss baby. And, and he was at everyone before. And we're gone. I'm be singing this all day today. Now, every job that I got is just the one I want. <laughs> I don't make a lot. But my wife is hot I ain't pressed But then who cares Little rock by morning Little rock I'll be there Well done yeah.